Sometimes we approach prayer as a way to have my will be done in heaven, when in fact the purpose of prayer is to have God's will be done on the earth. Hello friends, welcome. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I'd like to talk about how to always get what you pray for. In the scripture, Jesus offers some amazing promises. Let me read some of them. Matthew 21, 22 says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. John fourteen thirteen says, Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. A chapter later in John fifteen seven, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John fifteen sixteen says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. John 16, 23 says, In that day you ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So those are amazing statements from Jesus that whatever you ask in prayer, you'll receive it if you have faith, if you pray it in my name. And we're going to see that having faith and praying in the name of Jesus are really basically the same thing. But how do we process these radical statements of Jesus where he's telling us that we can have whatever we want in prayer when most people have had some experience of praying for something and not getting what they asked for? And so I want to talk about how to always get what we pray for, how to experience these words of Jesus that he has offered to us. And there are two really key issues to understand as we approach this. The first one is what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And the second one is what it means to pray in faith. And similar to the previous podcast about living like a king, um, when we think of living like a king, uh, sometimes we think of having a lavish lifestyle, buying whatever we want, ordering other people around. It's rare that we think about, oh, to live like a king means to lay my life down for the good of someone else. But in fact, that is, in the kingdom of God, that is what it means to live like a king. And Jesus gave us that ultimate example. Well, likewise, when we talk about prayer, sometimes we approach prayer as a way to have my will be done in heaven, when in fact the purpose of prayer is to have God's will be done on the earth. And so this is also a mind shift for uh, some of us that certainly I had to undergo in my own prayer life where previously I kind of perceived prayer as a tool to twist God's arm to get him to do what I wanted him to do versus an opportunity to be in relationship and covenant with God where I'm his covenant partner and I'm inviting him into the earth, into the realm of my influence to do what he wants to do. And so those are kind of the three major points that we're going to go through on this podcast. What it means to pray in faith, what it means to pray in Jesus' name, and the, the shift of trying to use prayer to make my will be done in heaven versus 
seeing prayer as an opportunity to let God's will be done on the earth. So let's talk first about what it means to pray in faith. So in Matthew 21, 22, Jesus says, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And in Mark eleven twenty four, he says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So it's important to understand that faith comes from hearing the word of God. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so faith, it's really useful to distinguish faith from desire or just wanting something. Because you can really, really want something, but that doesn't necessarily make it faith. Faith has to be based on the Word of God. And I think this is where some of the excess or the error comes in when we begin to use prayer as a formula and God becomes the genie in a bottle and I'm just going to muster up enough faith, and as long as I have faith, I can get God to do whatever I want him to do. Well, uh, if you have faith, you can ask for anything you want, and you will receive it. But it's important to understand that faith is based on God's word. So you cannot have faith for something that God has not spoken. The only things you can have faith for is something that God has spoken. So when you hear the word of God and you respond and you believe it, then you're walking in faith. So God can speak to you any variety, any vast number of things. And when you believe it, you are walking in faith. And then we can begin to ask God to do the thing that he has promised to us. Lamentations 3.37 says this, Who has spoken and it came to pass unless the Lord has commanded it. And so we can't um, just speak out what we think God ought to do and somehow obligate him because it's what we want. Um, One time we were getting ready for dinner and this was when my youngest son was much younger. (laughs) And he said, yay, we're having chocolate milk for dinner. And, And I guess this requires a little bit of context. Like in our house at dinner time, we drink water. So having chocolate milk for dinner would have been very unusual. And But he was really excited. He's like, yay, chocolate milk for dinner. And so I asked him, I said, Hudson, did mom say we're having chocolate milk for dinner? And he said, no. And I said, <laughs> I said, then we're not having chocolate milk for dinner. So Hudson, uh, my, my son, he didn't have the authority just to declare uh, what we were drinking for dinner that night because he was still very young. He's a little kid. And so, you know, little kids would eat chocolate cake and chocolate milk every meal if you let them. So that's why God gives them parents and it's our responsibility to take care of them and help them in these things. So, but see, likewise, Hudson couldn't just declare that he was having chocolate milk for dinner and it be so. He needed the authority of his mother to make that declaration come to pass. And so likewise, as Christians, we need the authority of our Father to make our declarations come to pass. We can't just declare something because we want it to be so and then say, oh, I'm believing God for this. You can only believe God for the things that he has spoken first. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. I, you know, I've been around people who, uh, there's uh, one guy who says, you know, I'm believing my wife, he, his wife had gotten into the sales program and he said, I'm, it, was, it was crazy, I don't even remember, but he was like, 
I'm believing God for like a hundred million dollars of sales this year. I mean, it was something just like a billion dollars in sales or something. And so it was like, well, uh, unless God has spoken to you that that is going to happen, that that's what he wants for your wife. Um, yeah, it's, it's like declaring chocolate milk for dinner if you don't have the backing of the parents. You know, you, you can declare and, and say that you're believing for, for anything you want, but if God has not spoken it, you're not in faith. And so this is actually very much connected to the other ways that Jesus says this, when he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And so having faith for something, just like having faith for something means that we're responding to God's word, that God has spoken something and we're believing it. Likewise, when we ask in the name of Jesus, that that's almost synonymous with having faith. Because asking something in Jesus' name is not just tagging on a magic phrase at the end of, the, of, a, of a prayer in Jesus' name, amen. Um, it's good that we say those words, but to ask for something in the name of Jesus Christ means to ask for something according to his nature, according to his will. So it's like if one of my children were to tell one of their siblings, hey, I want you to go downstairs. Well, that's that's one thing. But if they say, hey, dad is telling you to go downstairs, then they're coming in the name of me, <laughs> in the name of their dad. And when one of the siblings has authority from me and goes and says, hey, um, you know, dad says that you need to do this. Well, that's much different than they come in their own authority and they say, oh, hey, you should do this because they're coming in my name. It's something that I've said that they need to do. Likewise, uh, an illustration that my brother-in-law uses is if he sent one of his children next door to borrow his neighbor's chainsaw, um, the chances are that the neighbor would not just loan the child a chainsaw, but if the child goes in the name of the father and says, hey, my dad uh, asked me to come and get the chainsaw from you, and then they would, you know, then they would give it to him because probably, you know, my brother-in-law's already communicated with his neighbor and the child's coming in the name of his father. And so to do something in the name of Jesus is to do something according to his nature, according to what he wants to be done. Look at Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17. He says, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now skipping down to verse 12, he says, while I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. So Jesus, when he's, he's praying to the Father about his disciples, and he's saying, I, I showed them your name. Basically, I showed them your nature. Jesus manifested to the people what God the Father is like. And he says, and I kept them in your name. So when Jesus was taking his disciples around, he's showing them the nature of God. He's keeping them in the will of God. He's keeping them in the things that are God's heart. So you remember in John chapter 4, Jesus said, I'm only doing the things that I see my Father doing. Jesus was only doing things that were in line with what the Father was showing him so that he was always acting in the name of the Father. He was keeping his disciples in the name of the Father. When they wanted to call fire down on a village and destroy it, 
he stopped them and he said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Like, this is a new covenant. This is a new season of, of mercy, of the goodness of God and the kindness of God coming to the earth. And so Jesus is manifesting the name or the nature of God. So sometimes as you know, Westerners, we have a difficult time understanding this because um, in America, when we name a person a child, usually we're just picking a name that we like the sound of. Some parents will do a little bit of research into the meaning of different names, but many, many parents, most parents probably just pick a name because of the way it sounds. But in many other cultures, definitely in China, a, a person is named for you know what the hopes are of the parents or the way that they want to bless that child or you know what what they're hoping this child will become and in hebrew culture we see that throughout the bible right when a place or a person was given a name there was always significance and there was meaning in that name and so when we talk about praying in the name of jesus we're talking about praying in agreement with his nature in agreement with what he's like and so we can see that if we pray in agreement with his word which is what we just said that praying in faith is then we're also praying in his name and the name of Jesus I'm laughing because I'm I'm thinking of a story that uh my kids have heard a lot but when I was a teenager I think it was my sophomore year in high school there was this uh, young man whose locker was next to my locker I I shared a locker with my buddy and there was this young man whose locker was next to ours and he was a year or two older than us but uh, somehow he had gotten this locker next to ours and he was just mean to us man he was just rude and and vulgar and <laughs> profane and he was a lot big i mean in my mind he was like twice as tall as i was and if you if you listen to some of the podcast i did a podcast on body image and if you go back and listen to the body image podcast uh, you'd know that I was very, very small uh, throughout high school, and I didn't really hit my growth spurt till much later in life. So I was really small, and this guy was really big in my in my memory. He was like twice my size, and he just was so mean to us, and he would curse us out, and he would curse my father and curse my parents, and, uh, you know, it was just awful. Anyway, so I, <laughs> so being the loving, spiritual Christian I was, uh, I started praying that this kid would get in a car wreck and die. Isn't that horrible? But I started praying that this kid would die. It's so it's such a horrible, horrible thing. But you know how I ended all those prayers, right? In Jesus' name, Amen. I mean, I was praying for this kid who didn't know Jesus. Like instead of having mercy on him and wanting God to touch his life and save him, Lord, and use me as a vessel to show him your kindness and your mercy, no. Nothing like that. I was like, Lord, please let this guy get in a car wreck and die in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, even though I was tagging on the phrase in Jesus' name, amen, I clearly was not praying in the name of Jesus because to pray in Jesus' name would be to forgive my enemies. It would be to show kindness to those who are unkind to me. It would be to bless those who curse me. It would be to follow Christ's example of, uh, you know, forgiving those who were crucifying him, even when he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That would be to pray in his name, to pray in agreement with what he is like. And um, I wasn't doing that. Sadly, I was, uh, I was being selfish 
and I was praying out of my own lust and my own my own wants. And that is not praying in Jesus' name, no matter what you say at the end of a prayer. So praying in Jesus' name is praying in agreement with God's word. It's praying in agreement with the nature of God. And it's not just tagging on this magic phrase at the end. And thank God he did not answer my prayers for this young man to get in a car wreck and die. Praise the Lord. And so so we've talked about uh, praying in faith, being in faith when we pray. It means to respond to something that God has said. And it's it's useful, and uh, maybe in the future I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how to recognize when we're in faith, because I think there are ways that we can uh, build up our faith, and there are ways that we can know when we're praying in faith versus when we're just, you know, basically kind of presenting our best wishes or... You know, for me, for many years, when I told someone, I'm praying for you, it was more like, oh, I'm kind of presenting my best wishes for you to God the Father. But but that's really not what prayer in the new covenant is supposed to be. In the new covenant, we are the administrative body of Christ. And so when we get together with other believers, our prayer groups are not supposed to be where we present our best hopes and wishes to God, and we kind of throw these prayers up and and God can do whatever he wants with them, but we know that God's still going to do whatever he wants because God's sovereign, and so God's will is going to be done no matter what. That's really not an accurate understanding of how new covenant prayer works. And the new covenant prayer groups are like little legislatures. We're, we're passing the laws that Jesus has declared. We're declaring and we're uh, taking a stand and we're inviting God to come and do the things that he wants to do. And so that's really the third thing I want to talk about, this this mindset that needs to change of prayer is an opportunity for me to get God to do what I want him to do. Prayer is when I can let my will be done in heaven. No, that's not the purpose of prayer. The purpose of prayer is out of a place of covenant relationship with God, that the people of God understand the desires and the will of the king and we invite God to move through our prayers to do what it is that he wants to do. And so we bring ourselves into alignment with God. So we have faith because we're in agreement with God's word and we're praying in Jesus' name. So we're in agreement with his nature, with what he wants, with what he's like. And then we're, we're asking him to do what he wants. And for me, this was a process as I started praying the prayers in the New Testament, I was so shaken when I realized, wow, I'm just asking God to do what he wants to do. And that was such a shift for me because I had really, up to that point, seen prayer as an opportunity for me to get God to do what I wanted him to do. And the more I began to understand, wow, the the joy of prayer is to have a connection, a covenant relationship with God where I become the conduit and the vessel by which his will can be done on earth. So as a sovereign human being living on planet earth, I become the contact point like we've talked about before. So our body is the temple in the new covenant. In the old covenant, the temple was where God would meet with his people and his people would meet with God. It's where the presence of God was hosted on the earth. But in the new covenant, our bodies are the temple and we are the contact point that allows heaven to be manifested on earth. And so 
Prayer is about enjoying this communion with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and being God's conduit on earth. And this understanding is the manifestation of the gospel according to Jesus. The gospel according to Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15 is that the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. The nearness of God's rule, the, the reign of Jesus being available to us not to get what we want, but to get what he wants. And and that shouldn't be disappointing. If we're disappointed that prayer is not a way to get God to do what we want him to do, it's only because we haven't yet realized how good God is and how corrupt we are. The idea that we would want God to do what we want him to do instead of wanting God to do what he wants to do just shows that we don't understand how awesome, how wonderful, how kind, how generous, how amazing God is. God is so astonishingly good. We want him to do what he wants. When he reigns, the earth rejoices. In Jeremiah 10, 23, it says, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in a man who walks to direct his steps. And in Proverbs, it talks about there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it leads to death. We we don't want to be the ones telling God what he should do. We want to be the conduit of God's reign where God would make known to us in an intimate covenant relationship, God would reveal to us his will. He speaks his word to us and then we can pray it with confidence knowing that if we pray anything according to his will, we have what we have asked for. And that's from 1 John chapter 5. That prayer comes from a, a joyful place of God making himself known to us. like That's the fun part of prayer, is learning and having God reveal himself to us, that we get the honor that God would reveal his word to us, that God would show us the things that he wants to do. And then we can pray those things, just like the, the New Testament prayers. And uh, maybe I'll put out a podcast that's just a recording of those prayers because when I started listening to those prayers, I have a recording of just all the prayers in the New Testament and I would listen to them over and over and over and and I began to realize, hey, these guys aren't trying to get God to do what they want him to do. These guys are asking God to do what he wants to do. And that was such a paradigm shift for me in understanding the function of prayer and understanding how God works on the earth And uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to realize that I get the opportunity to be God's covenant partner. I get the opportunity to be the one who gives space to God that he would be invited to come and work in the earth realm and that he's chosen to limit himself through his church, through his covenant partners on the earth. And we get the opportunity in prayer of asking God to come and do what he wants to do. So the secret of always getting what you pray for is to always ask for what Jesus wants. And the joy of discovering what Jesus wants is the joy of walking in fellowship with God and getting to know him as a person and developing a relationship with him. And that's the joy of prayer is being in relationship with with Jesus, with God the Father, with the Holy Spirit, and understanding what it is that they want to do on the earth, and then asking them to bring that to pass with confidence. Then we go back to those scriptures that uh, I started with at the beginning of the podcast, knowing 
being confident that we have received what we have asked for. And that confidence comes not from really, really wanting something, oh, I really, really hope this comes to pass, but that confidence comes from God revealing his heart to us. And when we hear the word of God, we become, uh, we, we, we get faith from that word of God. And so it's not just throwing prayers up and seeing what sticks or, or just um, asking for what we hope comes to pass or what we would like to happen. But the joy of prayer is being in relationship and saying, God, what is your purpose and what is your will in this situation? And how can I pray truly in your name for this situation? Okay, we'll talk more about this. I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, It certainly was a big shift for me when I began to understand these things, but uh, I hope this is a blessing to you and I'll continue to talk uh, some more things about this. God bless you. Thanks for listening.